Welcome to the Rumpus Room. Hey, everybody. How's it going out there? We're back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room, and let's hit him with the takeaway message of the day. We talk quick about reading. I think it's key to understanding and learning uh, about topics, and I just think it's extremely important to consuming information. Um, one of the things that I've been realizing is I think our education did not teach us how to read appropriately. So I think there's different levels of reading and it's, I think a lot deeper than skimming and really reading. But I think, um, something that I, a quote that I'm really excited about is called it's reading is all about asking the right questions in the right order and seeking answers. So basically every time you show up, have an intention on what you want to learn. And that just, I think moves everything forward a lot quicker. And so I've been doing that and it's really helped me start to consume things and consume the material a lot more, a lot better, more intentionally. And so that's just something that I think it's really good to think about. There's uh, a book by uh, Adler, which is How to Read. And I think it's a great thing to kind of go through and see if it's it's something you're, you're interested in doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always uh, a bit of a struggle for me because... You know, there's a there's a huge like desire to do reading as a means of expanding your mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes at the end of the day, I just am not really thrilled about having another piece of literature tell me what to do. Yeah, you know what I mean, because like I already am pretty brutal on myself often about performance, so I always have to balance my performance reading with like my leisure reading. Well, and the, one of the things that I thought was interesting is I've been learning more about this concept of self-help versus something that's not self-help. And the, the, the thing that's been interesting to me is self-help is not really helping. It's just trying to get you to constantly buy their books and rah, rah. Mm-hmm. So they make you extremely emotional. Like Tony Robbins, for example, what is his model? His model is to take you into a room and basically perform a rock concert. Yeah. And to get you as jazzed up, and so you walk outside of the room and buy a $10,000, you know, next event ticket. And that's the model. And self-help, the books, what they do is they get you really excited about, quote, changing your life. And yeah. I've been reading a lot about mind control. And they do all of the tactics. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they tire you out. They have these days where they're really long and grueling. And they tell you the same thing over and over and over again. You must not be happy. They get you to have all these really painful experiences and pull them out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tell me about a time in your life, you you know, when, when you, you didn't, failed or when whatever, you failed, you weren't good enough or something. Yeah. And you, know, you always see that image of that person who hates their mom and dad because they like, you know, hurt them when they were younger and they end up bawling. And then they have this quote, transformative sort experience experience. Yeah. But it's like that level is described in this this all the literature I'm reading about mind control or hypnotism or whatever you want to call it influence I don't think it's that different than a modern take on religion just with sort of a different value set that's been set forth by like a guy who's currently living yeah for sure and they but they do use all the same tactics and Matter of fact, I saw one of those tactics where a, a priest lays on the floor and pretends to be dead 
and she wouldn't get up unless there was enough money that was thrown on top of her to wake her from her death. That's not true. That's not <laughs> I, a real... I saw at a church... Uh, you were there? No, it was a video. Okay. But this woman is literally laying on the ground at the front of the stage, and people are coming up and throwing dollar bills on her. And, oh and uh, I didn't bother to wait around until she woke up, but it was just like, uh, that's pretty sick. Oh, and that's that's the type of thing that I think turns a lot of people our age off about religion, is those things feel really wrong to me. Yeah. And I think that feeling... You know, now after there's a lot more information out there, a lot more philosophy out mm-hmm. there, there's mm-hmm. a lot more just, I would say, general knowledge on that topic that I think it's easier to kind of question a lot of that ridiculous, you know, like, oh, that's definitely controlling. Mm-hmm. That does not feel right for me. Well, and I, I think that there's a lot of really great benefits to religion, like, uh, um, the community aspect, the shared ideals, the uh, similar set of values or belief structure. I think it provides really good guardrails for raising like, you know, decent people, mm-hmm. right? Which I think is the original intention of it all. I, I was talking with my, uh, my girlfriend the other day and she, every single time I'm with somebody else and she calls me on the phone and I tell her that I'm with somebody else, she says, oh, say hi for me. And we were we were kind of ripping on it because call me not considerate or not sentimental. I'm not going to argue with you, but it just I don't know. Let's just walk through what let's, happens. Let's walk through. Let's walk through what okay. happens. So your your girlfriend calls you, yep. and you're sitting with me, yep. And she says this happened. She literally just said on the phone five I don't know ten minutes ago. Oh, say hi for me. And that's just her natural reaction. She doesn't even think about it. She just says it. Yep, boom, comes out. Immediate, like, insert, control, delete, bam. Yeah. And so you say to me. Well, I didn't say anything, but. This time we just laughed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, okay, I would say, oh, she says hi. And then, wh- now you're, what do I say? You're morally uh, obligated to then. Oh, well, oh, when, say, when you see her, her tell her yeah, I say hi. I say hi back. You're obligated to. Now, t- Mr. Telephone over here. Yeah, I'm I'm just the intermediary connecting you to, you know, for this for this uh artificial high. But she makes this point that it's like, oh, you know, it's just considerate because you're you're like thinking about them. It's like, why do you need to tell them that you're thinking about I think it goes back to like the whole trying to be everybody's friend and please everybody. And like make it known, like you know, that's she really works hard at making people feel like they're, um, you know, she, she cares for them. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I tend to just be like, well, my actions speak for my. Well, you, know, you and I were like, raised the same way, yeah, so we are yeah. very we, little action oriented. We are, I mean, we are so action oriented. You know, I I was talking to Erica. We got in. We had a little like fun. We had an argument, and we were talking about ways of showing affection again. Oh yeah! And for me, it's always you like, you know what? With this one <laughs> <laughs> never happened. Yeah, right. Like for that, me, it's that, always that. like, you know what? I don't need you to tell me anything. I just need you to yeah. like maybe move or do like you know, action to me always works, yeah, yeah, and I yeah, always yeah. appreciate it. And you know, the conversation that we have always ends up with, you know. Anybody can tell you anything, Mm -hmm. but where the rubber really hits the road is where somebody 
steps out and asks you. Even like a text saying like, hey, hope you're doing okay. That's an action. It's not words, but it's like making a movement or buying somebody a gift is a great thing to do to them. You know, like these sure. actions or well, going in. Some and cle- people, though, they love words. Some I know. people just love and put a lot of value on words. And you can obviously see where I stand, but that's that's not where she stands, which is okay. And she, you know, words of affirmation are yeah, a little more important, yeah, yeah, a little more are. important to her of like, you know, just talking it out. And I completely understand that. And mm-hmm. it's funny because we talk, we laugh about how we lot the, we think the other person thinks like we do. No, absolutely not. It's like, do not. you know, that that's probably why we're dating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's that's funny. The, the make sure hi. they say hi. Make sure you say hi. And I, I had to think that it was like more of a Minnesotan thing. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I've, I guess I've never been to other parts of the country where I've, I've, I've noticed. I can't say that it's been a, you know, hot button issue for me. But no, it just I, probably not on our, your radar. No, at all. it became acutely aware when I was playing telephone, and and it's every time. Like I'll be at home. My well, parents are there. Oh, say hi to them for me. Oh, it's, I'm in the same boat. I, uh, every time, you know, when I even co- coming over here, make sure make that they sure. know that I say hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I, I, I'm just going to say right now. Well, okay. You know what? I was going to say that doesn't score any points because it doesn't. But what it does do is it conveys a certain... Um, consideration on their part exactly which i guess i could be less cynical and acknowledge it does you know it 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 does consider concern and for the amount of energy we spend on oh this person says hi then maybe that's worth it maybe maybe that's all we need to get rid of this polarization is just more people saying hi to each other yeah, through we need other to people. Increase the telephone. We just need to play a lot more <laughs> telephone because human telephone. Everybody knows that when you play telephone, the message is conveyed with exactly right. Ex- yeah, exactly correctly with its original integrity. For sure. But it's maybe been proven time and time again maybe, in so many church groups. So many church groups. I mean Quadna was on fire. Oh stuff man, like that. Sitting in a big circle. Sitting in a big and circle. And then all of a sudden, telephone, telephone comes around. Starts going. Oh, oh, what did you say? What did they say? What did they say? And then you always got that one kid who just deliberately changes it up. Yes, you do. And then you're like, okay, you know that was that that was gonna be fun because we were gonna be able to see a progression there. And he just decided to go ahead and take that. Yeah, like okay, just boobs, funny, very, just, very, very funny. Your taker. I hope you know that. Yeah, this is all for you. <laughs> One game we did play is, I think it's it's like a telephone drawing game. Did you play that with us? Like Pictionary? I Pictionary telephone. So what you have to do is guess the oh. word that they draw. Sure, and then, sure, sure. And, and then, then somebody has to draw that thing. And, and then, then you tell the person to, that it's yeah. really quite entertaining. Yeah. I would, for games with significant others and family, it's very funny. And it's sure. very entertaining to see. So that's a good game to play very entertaining we we played a lot of trash can basketball at camp uh so you get two two empty trash cans whatever sort of spherical relatively bouncy thing you can and a conference room clear all the tables and chairs out carpet encouraged (laughs) 
some some drywall and <laughs> you go to town full contact yeah, full yeah. contact and uh it ended up looking a lot like a goal line stance in front of the bucket because everybody can dunk so you know it's it's sort of a Bruce you're basically Force just thing. trying to jump over people and dunk it pretty much and the the uh whoever drew blood first that was always kind of the the thing to like okay we have to stop all right we'll slow down go to oh yeah that was a fun game though trash can basketball um we were, we did nine square oh nine square that, that was just, just the best a, just an amazing just game. an absolute boss if you were a king for like more than five rounds you were just yeah, yeah on a heater well and i was a big fan of the alliances because you know oh, we'd yeah. get into this we'd mm-hmm. get we'd get king queen jack solid you get a solid you get a solid crew in there. Oh yeah, you can just you can just hold down the fort. Yeah, nobody can come in and upend you Mm-mm. unless Mm-mm. there's tons of chili bombs. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had, you know there's rules. Cherry bomb uh, is basically like a dunk. You get to slam the ball like as it's hard if so, as you can. If somebody square. if somebody I don't remember who, how you get a cherry bomb though. Do you? Oh yeah, I mean if somebody hits a ball up in the air and you whap it as hard as you can. That's a chili bomb. <laughs> or if somebody passed, like if one of your alliance buddies passed, you can call a cherry bomb on somebody because you're not supposed to use excessive force. Okay. That's the official definition we use is the use of excessive force when it was unnecessary. Uh, similar to the uh, to the concussion protocol. It is. There, very, uh, yeah, yeah, it was about the same it, deliberation yeah, for really, whether of- or whether or not it was a chili bomb. Just like. <laughs> Any any type of NBA referee fo- call uh-huh. that happens, a lot of same discussion on the there. chili bomb. Mm-hmm. So it was because we played a, uh, in my experience, a a very brass tacks simplified version of nine square, which I don't remember cherry bombs, because you couldn't ever hold the ball in this game because this was a one where you only had one hit on it every single time. Well, did you, know you I mean? play the rule where you could make up a rule? We Every did. time the king got in, we you could did. make up a rule. Yep. And then once I got out, rules are done. Yep, but that was, uh, that was exclusively at recess. Church mm. camp was was back of to basics yeah it was, it was they got simplified. all the rules they got all the rules already for you yeah yeah there are plenty of other rules to be considered <laughs> of so plenty we were, of rules already. we were stripping it down giving <laughs> ourselves a break yeah you needed less rules for yeah. that game you needed a little bit of freedom you in your game you needed freedom from something stop thinking about if you're doing whatever you were doing if it was yeah. gonna hit yes or no yeah so uh the only rule that there ever really was was you could only hit it twice if you did a bus stop bus stop those are the best bus stop and yeah absolutely bus stop is basically the alley-oop of the of the nine square world to yourself yeah so you've got an alley-oop which obviously brings the house down in a basketball game and you got a bus stop to yourself where somebody hits it at your body you can defend yourself let it drop in the square in your square and bounce. then you can hit it out yep bounce but, once and then you can hit it out and it's uh it's just an expert move if you got if, people bus stopping if around you see you, if you see a one of the i think the the most the prettiest things in four in nine square is a well executed bus stop bus stop and if you're going to get fancy through the legs get going behind if you're in the center i yep. mean 
you can oh, yeah. really you can really start to cause some commotion. Exactly. But then your butts to the ball, so you gotta hustle to make sure you're turning around to get that night. Yeah, my goal, out. if there was somebody else in the center, just hit it at him every time. Oh, you were a headhunter. I was a, I was a headhunter. Yeah. Well, well especially the people the that would chain. jump around. They'd jump oh, around yeah, and get all yeah, yeah, we got we got Odell Beckham. Yeah, you got dilly whacking around, like, yeah. okay, we're gonna oh, just I'm pound kidding. one. Yeah, yeah, you're toast. Yeah, I'm gonna pound one, it's either gonna hit you or it's gonna hit Jack Square and one of you's gonna be out. Yeah, no, I was all about efficiency. Oh, so right. that's surprising. surprising. Super surprising. <laughs> yeah. So so I would pick and choose which which people were were not gonna you not how to knock him off. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd just snipe, take him out. I wouldn't go I and never never going for like Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna snipe this girl who's not yeah. you know super athletic. Like I'm gonna let, you let somebody other, else, yeah, you I'm let gonna let somebody people, else let, take I'm gonna put a softball up to some other guy who's just gonna <laughs> cherry bomb it on her. He's gonna his eyes are gonna be so big <laughs> yeah. and you're just gonna be sitting over laughing. <laughs> yeah. Serve him up a point on a platter and an ego boost. Yeah, just you know he's gonna do it he's and then immediately fall regret on the sword. it. <laughs> Here and then everybody's gonna be like, oh, oh man, oh that—that's a perfect move. Is that? Oh yeah, setting it up. Yep, yep. Oh, I know that was just a lot of enthusiasm. That was—I mean, I bet you we spent hours playing hours. that game. That was a fun game. There wasn't a whole lot else you could do other than be uh, uh, shocked at the glory of God, <laughs> which about it, which was pretty tough to get away from up there. Yeah, you didn't have far to go. Oh uh, no, no, you'd run into it anywhere you look. Yeah, I I ran into it head first when uh, I was uh, wakeboarding, and they this was uh, back in the early days of wakeboarding when when there were no rules. Well, there <laughs> <laughs> there were no rules, and there also were not a lot of safety features, <laughs> and uh, towers had just become a thing. Oh, right, so the launch system. <laughs> yeah, and I had never skied behind a one like a real wakeboard boat, which is a lot heavier. They would throw a much larger wake. And we had 11 guys in the boat or something insane like that. And then there was a tower too. So here I am used to wakeboarding behind a fishing boat, you know, like we, you got a gas pedal to get a 20, foot of air. Yeah. 28 horse. I'm used to going about, it's basically like slalom skiing with a wakeboard, you know, so <laughs> that's the equivalent of what we used to oh, do. Oh, for sure. So now here I am behind this boat, and uh, I'm I'm getting I'm getting some air I'm getting I'm going higher than I've ever gone I'm crushing the wake absolutely killing it, and uh, the guy who's driving the boat um, he's like yeah man it's great but you know if you just hold your edge through the wake and don't flatten your board out you're gonna crush it and go way higher and then just pull down on the rope so then like you lift yourself up into the air. And I was kind of like, dude, that's that's a little bit scary, but okay, whatever. I'll give it a shot. So I uh, cruise outside the wake. You know, I got the I got the peanut gallery amping me up. Oh, and I'm, I'm like, sure. all right, I'm gonna send this. Yeah, and I, who let the dogs out? <laughs> pretty much, it was seventh grade. Yeah, you know, or was it eighth? I think it was seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth. Sixth and seventh for sure. I know. Yeah. And so I I I just launch off the tip of the lake the wake i'm going super high and super fast and just a little too much rotation of you know and my nose goes straight into the water and i just get ripped down to the water as you do in a wakeboard fall which is just punishing 
Yeah, imagine being it's like diagonal when you you hit the water, but you have a catapult yeah. that slams you yeah. face first because of your impact of hitting of your, yeah. your board hitting the water. It pulls you down. So I I got my head just rocked against the water and I came up and definitely had, you know, seen stars and stuff like that and uh, Speaking of concussion protocol, yeah, T- TJ didn't really follow concussion protocol on that one. Doubt it. Uh, I probably wouldn't have had one if I had a helmet. You probably got your bell rung. I got my bell rung pretty good there, but uh, so the power of Christ compelled me to continue, and uh, <laughs> I I just like still got back up because I wanted to prove that I wasn't you know totally shaken up. But I literally just threw the rope after that and went to the boat. I was like, I cannot do this anymore. So <laughs> that was. Uh, that was my introduction into the power of Christ, which was uh, slightly different than most of the other campers. Yes, you had a little, <laughs> a little, little bit more different of a experience, full frontal approach. Than, yeah, uh, no, that, that, there's there's plenty of different experiences. It's fun to talk with your friends about those church camps. Oh my! And gosh. what the different tactics or you know events or things that you did, and just to reminisce is just a good. It's always a good time. It's a good old-fashioned suburban reminiscing session because all of us Lutherans and Methodists and, you know, non-Catholics, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I don't know if if they had those church camps. I don't think so. I think that their elementary schools just qualified as their church Mm -hmm. camp, right? Well, their elementary through high school. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. Good old Quadna. Them's are the days. Well... Yep. Well, that's all we got for you today, folks. Tune in next week when we'll be back kicking it here in the Rumpus Room.